How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to Spiritual Side Note, where Haley and I just have some authentic conversation about where we're at and, and pursuing Jesus and different topics and categories. Um, and sometimes we get to talk with guests as you're back for part two of Garfield Park conversation with some really, really good friends of ours, Peter and Lindsay. If you haven't listened to part one, go back to last week and listen to part one because you're probably going to be confused going into this week's podcast episode. Um, but this week we're entering into part two where uh, Peter and Lindsay talk about the second and third movement. Peter outlined all three movements, and then they expounded on the first one last week. Um, and this week, they're going to expound on part movement two and movement three as well, some other stuff. Um, and a couple of just edits or notes that Peter wanted to make sure that I, I said um, to everyone. And some of these go without saying, but it does uh, warrant being shared. And so the first one is with movement two. It's host- from hostility to hostility hospitality. Um, And Peter wanted to be very clear that they do not think hospitality means accepting um, everyone's behavior, right? Except that that everyone's sin is okay. Now, we are forgiven of their sin, and it doesn't matter what you've done. um, You can be forgiven, and Jesus still loves you, right? But but that um, they hold fast, and we do too, Haley and I, to Jesus's words of go and sin no more, right? That that we come to Jesus with all of our sin, all of our garbage, um, but we're able to lay that at, our, at his feet and he frees us from the bondage of that sin. Um, but then it is our call to go and sin no more. So it's it's kind of, as Peter explained it, it's part of their role um, to help weed away, um, to help create good soil for people to grow. Um, and then with movement three, um, you know, I, I kind of joked about, um, you know, Peter being, you know, two thirds brilliant because they stole one movement from um, Henry Nowen and came up with the other two, but he just wanted to be be clear that the third movement really um, was partially him, but it was partially a brainstorming session in a meeting with some other people who serve at Garfield Park, and so uh, he didn't want to take full credit for that one, um, and wanted to be clear that this was a part of a of a community. Um, but they got to be a part of really working through these movements for their um, their area of serving down in Garfield Park, and so, anyways, those are kind of the two edits you wanted to make sure that I shared with you all. Um, but truly, I hope you listen to this. I hope the, the rest of this conversation just continues to inspire you and encourage you um, just to think about the different movements in your life and how Jesus is is taking you through different things from something to something else, from death to life, from slave to free, um, from uh, whatever it is to what he's calling you to. Um, and, and Peter outlines three very distinct ones. Um, but I just hope that this encourages you to go and have more thought and more conversation and dialogue with other people as you listen into the conversation we got to have with Peter and Lindsay. So uh, yeah, check out the rest of Garfield Park for part two today. So with the hostility, one of the questions mm. I have, I called them folds earlier. I'm not sure where I got the yeah, term folds. Cool. Anyways, yeah. I like that. Um, but uh, you talk about hostility. Most people would be like, I'm not hostile. Mm. So define what you mean, like, or mm. what you learned yeah. when this idea of host, uh, hostility to hospitality, right? Yeah, yes, 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 movement. Yes. So um, yeah. what does it look like to be hostile? Okay. Mm, that's a good question. That is a good question. I think 
Uh, also, I, th I don't know if I said this before, if either of us said this before, but these movements kind of build off of each other. Okay. So they kind yeah. of are gateways into another room, essentially. Okay. So mm -hmm. it's like, once we are aware of our poverty, mm -hmm. that broke down our hostility. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And okay. this is a now in thought. So I should say also, sorry, hostility to hospitality is specifically a Henry Nowen mm -hmm. idea from his book, Reaching Out. I recommend everyone to read that book. It's it's incredible. So that's not our invention. The other two, the other two were. But this one specifically is definitely not. So you're two thirds brilliant. Is yeah. what I'm hearing. No, no, one third not. Henry Nowen, two thirds <laughs> brilliant. No, okay. so, so, <laughs> but what but what Henry Nowen would say is that the paradox of Christian hospitality is that poverty comes first. Mm. You can't be hospitable until you're poor mm. in spirit. Yeah. Um, so hostility, what does that look like? Um, I think, I, I don't know if, if, I think that's a lot of times, um, holding on to things. That's what I was just going to say, holding on to things of the world more than the kingdom of God. Yeah, mm. exactly. Might be the simplest way to put it. Yeah. And that mm. could be, that could be like, um, that could be a prejudice or a bias mm. or the way you see somebody. That you may not mm. even be aware of. That you might not be aware of. And, um, and I know that those, those two prejudice and bias are two really hot words yeah. that yeah. carry a lot of, um, negative connotations. So I, even kind of opinions, them. maybe holding yeah. on to an opinion yeah, yeah, yeah. that you're not yeah. willing okay. to let go. Yeah. 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 Is, yeah. That, okay. is that a fair, Opinion, less hot button? Opinions good. Perspective maybe Perspective, is another thing yep. or worldview. Yep. Maybe the lens at which you view somebody. Good words, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I got a freaking sword sitting in front of her. <laughs> Lindsay's got her Kanye West jacket on. Stegosaurus. Uh, Stegosaurus. Uh, no, so so, but but I think like, what was the what was the thing that you were saying, Lindsay? It was something about when I'm holding on to things in my heart or literally physically. Um. It creates a defensive mechanism in your mm, heart yeah. because mm, you're like, yeah. hey, 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 whoa, 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 I can't let you in here, mm. you know, dude, like back up, you yeah. know, and it's like this kind of fight or flight thing. But when you let those things go because you've become aware of your poverty right. and like Lindsay said, you're allowing yourself to be loved, yeah. then you can turn to someone else and you can be hospitable. So I guess the hostility could look like I could be fear. It could be any of those perspectives. Mm. You got any ideas? No, I think you answered that question well. Um, yep, got nothing. Yep, solid. <laughs> I think, but I think uh, question answered. I think I think one thing that's changed for Lindsay and I in a big way was not just the hostility definition, but the hospitality definition. Yeah, I feel like we've okay. thought more about the hospitality side. Yeah. Um, you're tapping me. I don't know which thought you're wanting. So how would share. you like? How would you? When now, when you think of Christian hospitality, what is what oh, does man. it look like as opposed to? Well, I think um, just to talk more like beyond our our ministry with Garfield mm -hmm. Park with the Garfield Park neighborhood, like one thing that the Lord has just really been revealing to me is this idea of like the holiness and the mu mundane, mm -hmm. and how mm -hmm. like in this season of my life, like a lot of. Um, my call to be hospitable is to my kids. <laughs> and, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's like maybe the hardest thing, you know, like there's a lot of days where it's easier for me to love our friends at Garfield Park than it is to love my kids, you know? Well, and, and it, lo it looks cooler. 
That's true. You know That's what I mean? Like true. it feels yeah. like, oh, I am being hospitable. Well, because and I'm, it feels like I'm doing exactly. more for the kingdom. That should be what I said. I know. That's <laughs> what you meant. No worries. No worries. That's what I meant. That's <laughs> so good. That so good. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So one thought, again, referencing the book that I read, Over Lent by Claire Dwyer. Um, yeah, she had a thought in there. I think the exact line was, my children are my most perfect way to holiness. And I really mm-hmm. resonated with that. And um, kind of with that, this thought of God choosing to dwell inside of us and specifically mm-hmm. choosing to dwell inside of our children mm-hmm. and how profound that is and how I, I, when I pause to think of that, I see them differently. And I see my role as their mother as just, you know, obviously it's, it's holy work. And yeah, I just think... Hmm. your role like i think i think also the role changes so i think a lot of times when i think about hospitality like right now we're at your guys's house yeah and um i have said this before but like when i grew up we were a shoes on house <laughs> you know what i mean oh, yeah. come in the yep. door shoes on so like i'm keenly aware like when i go over to someone's place i'm like looking are the, do i take my shoes off here yep or do i leave them on yep. you know what i mean because i'm oh, like yeah. I'm in someone else's space and they're being hospitable to me. Yeah. I want to look like the host. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. I want to mimic. mimic. Yeah. Yeah. I want to mimic the host. Right. So like, um, I think a lot of times when I think about hospitality, I think about like nice manners Mm. Mm. or yeah, elbows off the table. Or even like entertaining, like like having people in your home and it can be all giving gifts. Right. But one thing that's shifted for us is to view, and again, this is from the book Reaching Out by Henry Nouwen, but to view hospitality as um, an environment. Mm. Uh, mm. And our role as Christians, when we're creating a hospitable place, whether it's in a, the lives of our kids or whether it's in um, a youth group or on a worship team or with someone who's homeless and has been for 15 years, the goal, like we can't change them. You know, like we can't yeah. make them grow. One thing mm. now, and he takes it back to a garden and he says like, you can't force a plant to grow. Yeah. But what you can do is you can take out rocks and weeds and mm. obstructions and make the path to the cross clear. And that's the goal. And create an environment where they can meet God. And, yeah, that's it. That's the <clears> line. Perfect. Create an environment where they can meet God and a lot, and, and then mm. trust them to God. Yeah. Mm. Trust that. Yeah. Man, these are God's kids first. And he loves them more than we do. Oh, and man. And it's not up well, to us. Yeah. Praise God, it's not only up to us. Like, yeah, prayer man. to just, for the Lord to just send other laborers has shifted a lot. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then and then it changes your definition of success, too. Yeah. Um, because, because then it's no longer like, hey, how many people do we have? How many lives have we saved, quote unquote? Because... We say this all the time in like Western Protestant Christianity, like, let's go do kingdom work. It's like, no, dude, Jesus does kingdom work. Hmm. We just try and set the stage. Like we Hmm. try and create the environment. Like that's Jesus's job. And we have to trust that when he meets them, they will be changed. Mm -hmm. We just got to make it open. And and I think that's really changed for us, the way Mm -hmm. we serve and then the way we see success. Like, a story would be like, there's a lady who serves down with us on the team. Her name's Becky, Becky Bolts, and she's an incredible, incredible person. Mm-hmm. And um, 
uh, during COVID, our numbers dropped big time at the ministry. So like mm. we were doing like 75, I would say average. Mm-hmm. Would you say 75? Yeah, Maybe that's a little. No, there was. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 75. And then when we got, when COVID happened, um, numbers dropped probably by 50%. Mm. And yeah, or more. Like there were some times where we'd have more people serving than we were, than were being served. Mm. Um, and we were constantly just reassessing like hmm. is this still what the lord ha- would have us to mm-hmm. do and mm-hmm. is this the best use of our time or our resources you know all of these things mm-hmm. go ahead sorry no that's yeah exactly but then I, I remember i was in the kitchen with with becky and i was just like man i just miss popeye popeye is a guy that um is like an icon down in the ministry mm-hmm. he's like everyone knows who popeye is and mm-hmm. he's a beautiful person and one person that that becky loves is this boy named cheese that's his <laughs> nickname his a lot street of, name you can't tell yeah a lot of people don't tell us their real names yeah mm. so cheese is um cheese has is in active addiction and becky is someone who has overcome active addiction and she just hurts for cheese and she loves that guy and she said to me i haven't seen cheese since january 9th and this was like several months after january 9th yeah. and i just made a note of like holy crap like that's mm. success right there, man. Like mm. her heart is so broken for the people that we love and has mm. created an environment where Christ can really grow that she remembered the last time she saw this person that the world would say means nothing. Yeah, No one cares about cheese, man. Mm. But Becky loves cheese. She sees so much value in her. Yeah. And, and, and so then, and then also like there's, there's a, some youth down there that are a part of the youth group at Garfield Park and uh, um, their lives are really starting to change. Mm. And I don't know if we would have noticed that if we were still doing big numbers so busy and, and quoting this, and having this quote mm-hmm. success. Yeah. But now, man, yeah. So that's the kind of hostility to hospitality. Oh, I would say this as well. I think a lot of times you know, when you're in like a dynamic ministry like this, it can seem super intense or like, well, like Lindsay said, I could say the wrong thing. I could do all this stuff. Mm. There was one time, this is a story. Lindsay and I always were at the beginning of the ministry, we were running the welcome table. So the way that that way we should paint the picture, the way the church is set up, people come in a side door and there's two flights of stairs. One goes up to the sanctuary. That's super beautiful, but we don't use it um, because we serve a meal. And then there's a stairway that comes down into the basement where there's um, the church is set up in a different way so that we can eat at tables together. Um, and anyways, there was a time, Lindsay, it was like our fourth week, third or fourth week, and there was this dude that came down the stairs. And I like remembered his name for the first time. You know, it was like the first person that I'd remember their name. And I was like, yo, Frank, man, welcome to church. And he like literally stopped in the middle of the stairway mm-hmm. and was like, just like really was stopped and you and i was like what's up dude you know he was like you remembered my name mm-hmm. and i was like yeah you're frank you know what i mean like you or, come to church here or how many times we've just listened and literally had someone tell mm. us that and have we have no wisdom no practical way to help them get out get out of this situation and they're like i just needed you to listen to me thank you for listening to me like you wow. know like we offered nothing we offered nothing other than this space yeah. where they could to us it seems like nothing right mm. and to them it is like so 
deeply profound and they're feeling the love of God. Yeah. Well, and they have to be starved for that human oh interaction, goodness. right? Yeah. Exactly. And just feeling seen and heard yeah. and valued. You know? Yeah, and and I, and I think that's the thing is like, man, that 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 interaction or that listening or that just remembering some person's name. Yeah. Yeah. Or asking is, them they told us something one week and we can remember yeah, it and ask them about go. that, you know, same topic mm-hmm. or same thing in there like the next week. Just that can break the soil enough for the word to be planted. Mm-hmm. And when you do mess up, because you will, they have so much grace for you because mm-hmm. they know that you love them. And yeah. it's like such a picture of God's love for them, you know. And I think that's also a paradox of our faith mm-hmm. is that it requires so much work, like mm-hmm. a garden. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, man, you're subject to the environment. And if it doesn't rain or you can't water it properly or for some reason your compost got messed up and you put too much lemon peels in it and there's too much acid in your soil. Can you tell we've been learning about compost? (laughs) Yeah. Check out our new blog, Composted Faith. um, (laughs) Bro, you better make that right after this podcast. Just kidding. Um, Yeah, but like that's the paradox of our faith. It requires a lot of work, but everything is a gift, man. And like... Hmm. We can toil and we can work and we should if we're working from this place, like Lindsay was saying, where we're operating out of being loved. Yeah. Um, but man, we also have to remember that, like, again, it's just our job to show them to the cross hmm. and to let God do what he says he'll do. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. And yeah. So good. So yeah, that was the first two movements. So before jumping into the third movement, yeah. um, let's take a little intermission here of <laughs> movements. Um, I re- I really want to hear like Freeze what tag. it's been like for <laughs> for for your get you guys as a family. Mm. Um, okay, you have a three and a half year old. You have a how old? Sixteen. Louise? Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, sixteen month old. Like you go to church with them. And they're around people who are experiencing homelessness or yeah. impoverished. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. How has it been as far as like family dynamic, conversations, learning moments, all of those things? Mm. That's, a, those things. that's a great question. Hmm. Uh, well, one funny thing about Eleanor is uh, so we, we still we go to church on Thursday nights at Garfield Park. Um, and then obviously we still attend our church on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. But during COVID, um, child care wasn't open mm. um just for safety and also a lot of our volunteers are older like our church is multi-generational um and so a lot of our older folks who volunteered in the children's ministry weren't coming for their you know safety or whatever and um yeah or not or whatever yeah. sorry about that <laughs> for their safety sorry yeah, sorry about that. That was that was bad. Um, but anyways, at, at during that, they they provided these little like bags for kids to stay entertained, and there was always fruit snacks in there. So like when we say, "Hey, Eleanor, we're going to church," she says, "Are we going to Garfield Park or are we going to Fruit Snacks Church?" <laughs> so, and then our poor pastor's wife, Leslie, she every week out still, Eleanor goes and asks her if there's any fruit snacks. I mean, it's and every week she's like, like, "No, it's been I have a mint." So <laughs> many months of uh, no it will, it will forever be fruit snacks. It'll forever yeah. be fruit snacks. That's amazing. Yeah, so that's silly. But yeah, to answer your question, I think so first of all, I just want to say it's not easy at all to I take mean, your kids to take them. No, it's definitely the harder, harder thing. I mean, as far as like logistics and. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then like if they're crying in the nursery or just all the things, but my goodness, it is so, so worth it because of, I mean, with Eleanor, three and a half year old. Yeah. Where do I start? I mean, 
she is just being shaped and molded um, in ways that we're just so grateful for that is the Lord, like just working in her little heart. So one example of, that I think of immediately is our friend Popeye, who we had mentioned before. Mm. Um, this is a great story. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll make it quick. It's, it was winter, and there was a snowstorm. And so often when it's poor weather outside, we immediately think of our friends that are on the streets. Sure. And we talk about it with Eleanor, too. Like, hey, yeah, what do you think um, Popeye's doing right now with it being raining outside? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, like, just, you know, thinking of how that impacts them and where they might be and asking the Lord to keep them warm or safe, you know. So we specifically one night prayed for Popeye together with Eleanor. Yeah, it was, there was a huge snowstorm yeah. on. Huge snowstorm. For days and days and days. Like, yeah, mm. not letting up. Um, well, sorry. Go ahead. We were in bed with Eleanor, tucking her in, and she brought up, she, she saw the snow outside and she said. This specific thing. This time she said, hey, what's Popeye doing right now? Like, where's he sleeping? Mm. And we were like, whoa, what a question. Yeah, and we didn't know and we hadn't seen Popeye. For nine, many weeks? nine weeks. Nine weeks. We hadn't seen him at church and we were all really worried about him. And there was, you know, no one like knew where he was. A lot of times people in the community kind of keep track of each other and no, and no one knew where he was. And we were really worried. And on the 10th week he showed up Mm -hmm. and we were all like, obviously Mm -hmm. so overjoyed to see him and where have you been? You know, and his mom had bought him an extended stay hotel to stay in like during those coldest months. And we were able the, the week before we prayed for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. So we were able to tell Eleanor just that example of God's provision and his love for mm. Popeye and like how he provided mm. and like literally like mouth drop, like she, she just so couldn't pumped. believe it, you know. Wow. Mm. And then that really blessed Popeye, which is cool. We were able to tell Popeye yeah. that story and he was just so blessed by like He was by little Eleanor. So just the full circle of, Mm. mm. and I think also that's a reminder of like I mean his mom saw that weather was coming. Yeah. And the week before weather came, she bought him a month at this place so he could be off the streets. And um, it was just a cool reminder that like man, God, these are God's children before there are there before there are um, kind of mission and Mm. before there are friends. And mm. <laughs> he loves them way more than we do. And it was just so cool. He provided for Popeye before we even prayed for him. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. yeah. so that, that was, that's a beautiful example. I think the other thing too, that's important to Lindsay and I is that uh, where we live, it, it's very much the, uh, yeah. it's very much everyone's the same. Like we live in a very affluent mm-hmm. community of pretty much just successful white folks. I would say uh, it's not, not all white, but definitely more affluent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely um, middle class to upper yeah. to wealthy. Um, and so just to get her that experience of being around mm. people who don't look like her, act like her, talk like her, mm. is important to us. And yeah. Yeah. and she, yeah, she's better for it. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. It'll be, yeah, it'll be really neat to see how it affects Louis. Like, we haven't seen mm. that yet, you know? Although he just... It's awesome. Man, the people there just love our kids so well, and it's such a gift to us. Like, when we're, like, walking around with them, like, just the amount of people that come over and just, you know, will talk to us, honestly, because of them and not because of us, but, like, they're a magnet, Mm -hmm. and they just want to, like, see our kids smile. And, yeah, so it's just pretty incredible. Another weird thing, like, to kind of say, but, like, having kids and um, having them with you and then 
and then loving other people, mm-hmm. it changes you because now I see somebody that's homeless and like strung out on heroin. Yeah. And I'm like, gosh, that's somebody's Louie. Yeah. Mm. Or yeah, that's man. somebody's Eleanor. You yeah. know, like that kid yeah. used to be an that person used to be an innocent little person mm. who yeah. was dealt such a hard hand in life. And so I think it's important for us to as parents which we don't, you know, it's like every night you're like, did I do everything wrong again as a parent? <laughs> <laughs> um, my goodness. But I'm on my like 67th day in a row feeling that. Yeah, it's just like, 67? <laughs> did it yeah. again. I suck. I'm basically perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, man, like we read this book called You Are What You Love. Mm. It's a cheesy title, but it's like. The the Christian I think it is sorry <laughs> as all three of us go the title mm. <laughs> sorry I just like you are which the mm, that's cheesy <laughs> yeah totally cheese man totally cheese this is good man this is good lactose intolerant deep cheese um, no but it's like uh, it's essentially it's written by James Smith and he's a this uh, kind of I think he's a professor at Calvin but. He was, the, the premise is like Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But the whole premise is like, no, like we are what we love. Yeah. And so it's really important that our kids are shaped and we shape their loves properly mm-hmm. so that when, yeah. again, it's, it's kind of like cultivating the garden, but like it's important to us that they love the least of these. Man, and we can make it so yeah. difficult. Yeah. It's really so simple, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That the Lord allows us to order our loves rightly. And like mm. gives us, yeah, the free will to. <laughs> <laughs> that was killing. Sorry. Yeah, just to like, yeah, to choose what mm. our priorities should be. Yeah, man. And and to choose them for our children before they can choose them for themselves. And I think that we need like the weekly check and reminder yeah. to be there every week. And uh, yeah, and I would just say a little caveat, a little side note. <laughs> that was nice, dude. I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> Until my boom Anyways, yeah, yeah. So I would just say I was super hesitant diving into this ministry with, at the time, just Eleanor and then yeah. bringing in a newborn. You know, I think we started going when Louis was like, I don't remember, two months? Yeah. Mm. We took a break for a bit. Anyways, um, it's not easy. I'm not going to say it's easy, mm. but it is so, so worth it. And you guys would say this because you do this all the time, but having your kids a part of serving and a part of uh, your ministry is just so, so important. And it, it it's not always beautiful. It's not always pretty, but I just feel like, what do mm. I feel like? The impact, the kingdom, yeah. eternal impact mm-hmm. that um, will come from that is way, yeah, it's way better than any of these uh, inconveniences along the way, I guess I should I, say. I thought of a story that Kathy shared real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the last one. Yeah. Uh, this is, the, you were saying what does hostility look like? Yeah. And how does that shift to hospitality? Well, Kathy tells this beautiful story of that. And there was a time where she was like warming up. She used to lead worship down there before we kind of took the church over, like took the church over um, <laughs> before we started our ministry. That and sounds made, pretty hostile. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like quite hostile. A, a coup. <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Um, but th- there was a guy that came up and we'll call him Ralph. Mm. Ralph. Like R- Ralph came up and um, was talking to her and was like, had some money in his hand. 
and he was she was like oh you want to give an offering uh and Kathy, just like, you know, being good natured, like any of us would, she was like, no, there's no pressure to give. Mm. Just come be a part of the community. Let us, you know, eat, enjoy the, listen to the word, blah, blah, blah. And Ralph got agitated, man. He was like, mm. no, I want to give. Mm. Like, I, this is, I'm giving this to you. And, and Kathy just, it clicked. And she was mm. like, I am so sorry. And she went, she's like, I'm going to get a basket. And she got a basket and she brought it. It was less than a dollar in coins, mm. right? But it was like, mm. It was like the the widow's mite, you know, yeah, but it was yeah. in her face and it was her. Mm. Yeah. And she realized that, and, and this is something that C.S. Lewis writes about a lot, but there's these thin places where the, where the, the veil between now mm. and eternity is very mm-hmm. thin. Yeah. Mm. Right. And, um, I forgot about that. I love and, that phrase. Yeah, yeah. And she almost, because of her good natured hostility, mm. <laughs> she almost kept him didn't allow that moment to happen Mm. where the veil between heaven and earth was so thin Mm. and you could Mm. almost touch the kingdom you know you could see it so clearly this man was giving all that he had Mm. um and so that's kind of an example of it you know and a lot of times it can look holy it can look like you're good-natured like you're looking out for the person but it's like oh wow they're actually stunting a spiritual formative process a part of it yeah and so the last movement silence to influence man like i guess it looks different um for for us but uh we've talked a lot about our kids i think that's one place where we have a great amount of influence right now um one thing too that has happened this year and Lindsay kind of hinted at this when she was talking about popeye but like we didn't see popeye for nine weeks and in this kind of a situation if you don't see someone for a while, you actually are worried that they might have died. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot We've of... had several friends die this year. So I think that's mm-hmm. always been like a forefront of our mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Within the ministry. Yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, and so yeah. something that that's created in us is a sense of urgency. Yeah. Sure. Because then when like, oh, Popeye's back, you know, it's like, mm. I want to make sure that Popeye's doing okay yeah. in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I want that guy to be prayed for. I want him to like confess and like talk to us and like... Feel loved. Feel loved, man. Valued, yeah. You know, and it creates this sense of urgency. And so, like, prayer happens a lot in a ministry like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, by not, that, you mean, like, one-on-one one, one on one or, like, in the moment, like, out loud prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. About, yeah. yeah. Instantly, like, yeah. like, dude, can I pray, pray for you, for you right you. now? Yeah. Instead of, I will pray for you. Yeah. As yes. opposed to, exactly. Learning, just yeah. do it. Exactly. <laughs> like, like yeah. in, in more suburban contexts, it's a lot of times like, hey, man, I've been praying for you. Or, yeah. like, I, I'll be praying for you peace you know (laughs) but in this context it's like i might not ever see popeye again yeah and i and and so that shift has happened in our lives now as well where it's like nope i i want to pray for you you know and And i go ahead nope no i was gonna say i mean just being completely honest like that is so much harder for me to do on the north side than it Mm. is at garfield park Mm. the lord has grown me so much to be able to feel comfortable to do that there but then Mm. it's hard for me to do that with my neighbor or like my like literally you know so mm-hmm. I'm just like, that's just a thing that I just have been convicted about. And I'm asking the Lord to give me opportunities and to help me step into those opportunities. In another cultural context. Yeah, it's harder. <laughs> it's, yeah. It is. It's true. And, yeah. uh, but what, one thing I would say is this is like, as an encouragement is like, uh, it's awkward to pray at first. Like I remember the first yeah. couple times it's just like, uh, <laughs> you know, and you don't really know that. Like Lindsay said, like you're worried you're going to say the wrong thing. You're going to pray I for the wrong way. overthinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and but then like honestly man it's just like 
it's just unfamiliar. This is yeah. one of my one of my mentors always said this. There's no such thing as hard or easy. There's nothing. There's no such thing as difficult or easy. There's only familiar and unfamiliar. Mm. And so the more familiar that we've become mm. with praying for people that are in crisis, yeah. the easier it becomes. So one thing I would just encourage everybody, all the listeners out there, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anyone's made it through this far, <laughs> congratulations again. But but um, I would say this is like your influence is like a muscle that you can work out mm. and you can make it stronger and you can grow by practicing it. Yeah, absolutely. Our faith is a faith of disciplines and of practices and of um, mm. and of, of these patterns and these rhythms that yeah. we've lost because we've mm. made it so simple. And it is simple, <laughs> but it requires like it's, it's, it's work, man, and it's good work and it's the best work. Mm. But if you work at it, it becomes more familiar and then it becomes easier and then it becomes second nature. Yeah. And then you forget that you're doing it and it's just giving you life. Yeah. Wow, yeah. That's good. <laughs> so you got anything to add as far as influence like being a mom and 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 being involved in like a poverty ministry and uh, I mean the only thought I had was the, the quote from Mother Teresa that I keep coming back to yeah go for it she's the best um, <laughs> yeah so one thing that she said when <clears throat> some people came and asked her like we you know, we want to be holy just like you are holy. <laughs> like, hmm. what do we do to, like, become, you know, basically closer to God? And she was like, this was what she said, direct quote. Do you know the poor of your own home first? Maybe in your home there's somebody who's feeling lonely, very unwanted, very handicapped. Maybe your husband, your wife, or your child is lonely. Do you know that? So just, hmm. yeah, just. Um, what an incredible person. And, you know, I think that sometimes we just put our ideas of what is holy or what is mm -hmm. right um, or what our service needs to look like, like in this small box. And I, we're learning that um, so often what the Lord is calling us to is really near and that, mm -hmm. um, yeah, sometimes it's like, it's that, that notion of small acts and great love, you know? And um, yeah. Another, another yeah. So just to be encouraged that, mm -hmm. um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I think, but I think one thing that's also important to kind of tie it back to the, something we said before is like, I mean, I know we're not hosting this podcast, but we've talked the yeah, whole time. Sorry, guys. So sorry. It's, I love that you guys like keep apologizing. Like, that like you think that it's like not very. You f it feels like you're like, oh, we should be more professional. It's like you should only hear the rest of our episodes. <laughs> no, way, we're not very no, I just think we wanted to talk to you guys. No, and we're the no, only ones like, like I said before the podcast, like I was telling you guys, like I want it to be story based. Yeah. Like this, this is, these are really, really sweet stories. Yeah. It's really cool to hear. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I think, I think one thing though, like we said before is like a lot of times hospitality looks like do I take my shoes off here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, how do they eat? Yeah. Well, psh, we've already said that I'm gross. So <laughs> I probably should act like Burn that a that little bridge. bit better. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So I need to be more aware of that. But no, but a lot of times it looks like mimicking the host and mm. seeing as we've hijacked this episode. <laughs> um, we're not saying that in order to be holy and in order to 
have influence. Have influence. You need to look like the way Lindsay and I are doing it, or you need Absolutely. to have, yeah, you need yeah. to have kids, or you need to be involved mm. in a poverty ministry. Yeah. I mean, that's not that's not what we're saying. That's yeah. what's been true for us. God's given us a ton of grace in our hearts for people that are in poverty. Now, I should say, I don't think it's, I don't think it's an, ex, uh, I don't think it's like an accident that Christ mentions the poor, hmm. the second most. Yeah. out of anything. So I think it is important. Mm -hmm. yes. um, I think it is maybe something that all of us should think about more as what we're called to do. But ministry and your influence and all these things, man, it's different for everybody. We're not calling people to look like us, but we are yeah. encouraging people to go into it from a place of poverty, mm -hmm. to create a culture of hospitality, and then to spread the gospel. Mm -hmm. in, That's good. Their, in your space. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well done, friends. Seriously. Got so any good. more apple dip? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. That sounds so good right now. Well, I just love your guys', your guys hearts and the story of um, where you guys have gone. And like you said at the beginning, like you're not experts. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, and so that's funny. not what this is. Like I think we even said that like episode one. We were like, <laughs> this is not because we feel like we're super important and have amazing things to say. This is just honest conversation of where we're at and trying yeah. to look like Jesus. Yeah. Like that's the point of this podcast. Yeah, there you go. And so um, mm. it's just been really cool to hear from you guys, those different things. And I'm super excited. I, I didn't know that had done a podcast so i'm really excited to hear to go back and listen to mm -hmm. um, cool. those five episodes because it was the three movements and then two stories yeah um, yeah two from people from the congregation mm -hmm. right yeah that's right um so um i'm super excited to go go yeah. and listen to those mm -hmm. um yeah but do you have any other questions since you haven't asked a single question since i uh <laughs> no. cut you off earlier no i'm really good <laughs> I really can't tell if I'm like in the doghouse or not. Like, I really don't know. Like, You'll find out. <laughs> it is 11 15, so I'm going to find out. That's crazy. No wonder I'm so sleepy. Yeah. Thank you for coming to Shade's side, side note. Shade's sleeping outside. <laughs> Shade's side note outside sleeping. Join us for uh, next week's episode where uh, we dive into how to talk to your spouse on the unrecorded. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> uh, brought to you live from our living room. Anyways, um, yeah. Any last thoughts? Just of things that like have just been super um, impressed upon you that you really want to communicate or share. You got anything? I don't think so. I would yeah, just. What would you say? Um, yeah, I would just say. Um, yeah, like find your area of. Mm. Of influence and again like I said at that one point like it might not be what you think it might yeah. be just responding to, to the need the need man because yeah. like this has changed Lindsay and I's life yeah completely yeah and it will mm. it will have forever changed because Lindsay said yeah I'll try that to something mm. I felt so ill-equipped to yeah. do mm. and just filled a need that was there yeah yep. and it's not at all like good job Lindsay it's literally like someone sent an email and I prayed about it and the Holy Spirit was like, you should try this. Mm. And I fully went into it thinking like this, I'm, this is not going to be for me, you mm -hmm. know, and then the Lord, yeah, we'll Broke meet us. you there. Wow. Yeah. But there is such a beauty, like, and I get like the, there is something to be said about like, no, it's, it's for God's glory and not 
my affirmation, not my glory. Um, but there is still a good job, Lindsay, right? There's a well done, good mm. and faithful servant. And in that regard, like you did well in responding mm. in obedience to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Like it was his work in you. It mm. was his ordained um, calling for Leslie to send that email, right? Yeah. But there is a well done. Like, mm. um, I don't think that is to be overlooked or deflected, mm. but it's actually in in humility we can proclaim the confidence mm. of jesus through us to say like yeah. yeah i said yes but it wasn't in my own strength it mm. wasn't my own power yeah. i said yes because of the the holy spirit working inside of me mm. that then led to this like yeah, transformation right. for our family one thing you said about being obedient that i think is also important to say is like the that word the the latin root of that is to listen mm. and okay. and so i would i would mm. say like also just like like Lindsay. Again, you're like, I don't feel like I did anything, but you had a posture of listening mm -hmm. and you were open to listening. And so much of our lives is loud and noisy and busy and fast. Mm -hmm. And yeah. just, man, get with the scriptures, pray, mm -hmm. <laughs> pray through Psalms and just take your time mm -hmm. <laughs> and just listen and be obedient in that way. Like yeah. obedience is listening. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would say. Um, one last question. Really short, but Peter, you mentioned a book, and I can't remember which title it was. Oh. The noun book. Yeah, the noun book is called "Reaching Out." Reaching out, and um, it's also three movements. Um, the first movement is from loneliness to solitude, mm. and kind of walking you through what that looks like as a Christian, mm. uh, and then hostility to hospitality, which we lifted from him, and then. Uh, the third one is from illusion to prayer. So teaching mm. you how to commune with God in prayer. And yeah, it's a really easy, short read that's yeah. deeply profound that you can reread over and over again. And I mm. recommend it. It's really good. That's interesting because his book, In the Name of Jesus, is also three movements. Oh. He does that a lot. Oh, does yeah, he do he that? Because In he, the Name of Jesus yeah. and uh, one of his devotionals are the only two that I've read. From I'm a that. bit of a now and nerd now. Yeah. And uh, he loved classical music. And oh, his okay. favorite Yikes. form of classical music is a concerto, which is three movements. Okay. Hmm. Fast, slow, fast. So, so okay. his yeah. books a lot of times read that way. Yeah. It's super profound, super deep, but also very... Uh, yes. Pedestrian, yeah, yeah, yeah it's super, super attainable. Easy to yeah, you're like so helpful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Yeah. So, Lindsay, what's one book that you've been reading through yes. um, that you haven't mentioned? So, you already mentioned the mm. one from the um, Advent, right? Yeah, yeah. the season or Lent. Lent. Lent sorry, Lent, yeah, I said, Advent. yeah, yeah, that was wrong. Mm, Lent. Um, <laughs> another one that I haven't, I or haven't, author at least. Sure, yeah. yeah, I haven't completed this book, but I've read bits of. The Deeply Formed Life by oh. Rich Velotis. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, just It's a new book. It is a new book. And what I've read from it, I just really am called into a more um, contemplative posture with the mm. word and just seen so much benefit from that. The whole idea of slowing down enough to to just listen, yeah, and to just be in the mm. presence of the Lord, circling back to that thought that I'm The goal about. isn't progress with Christianity. The goal is connection. That's like one of his things. Yeah, that's so uh, So much of our life is about progression. And and one thing that's cool yeah. about the Velotus book, real quick, sorry, plug, but um, a lot of times if you read people who are talking about contemplation, they're monks 
who are beautiful people that live in beautiful places. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. just it like a, a mountain in, for them a mountain in Norway. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah, dude, I could come. <laughs> I lived on a mountain Even in I. a beautiful place. Yeah. <laughs> but this dude lives but, in the middle of Queens? Yeah, he's a pastor in Queens. And yeah. um, so it's, it's really cool because yeah. he references some really beautiful, deep thinkers that you can kind of rabbit hole into. But and he, he also, one thing I really appreciate, he, he gives like super tangible ways to practice these disciplines mm. so like specifically with His silent family. prayer he has like three or four um movements like within that that one is like normalizing boredom uh, reframing distractions, reframing distractions. Yeah. For, i'm gonna forget all of them now but just super helpful mm-hmm. tangible things that you can try that um mm. yeah just how to, to practice really... the sabbath with kids if you live yeah. in a busy environment you know that kind of stuff so anyways wow. deeply yeah, formed life definitely it's recommend that book very mm. cool Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. The longest episode. I know. Of all time. Yeah. <laughs> if there's anyone listening still, it's going to be our parents. Hi, mom and dad. That's so true. No longer a spiritual side note. This is a spiritual monologue. So, yeah, there you go. And we totally understand if you never have us back. No. Well, if nothing else, we always say on the podcast, this podcast is for us. So this has been so good just to sit and chat, yeah, right? Thanks. So, yeah. For um, me. Any last thoughts from you? You've been so quiet, silent. Mm-hmm. Oh. Are you ready for bed? Okay. Aww. No, I'm tired. No, I'm just glad you guys came yeah. and talked. And it was good because I've known about this in your life, but we haven't really sat and talked yeah. in depth about it like this. So it's mm-hmm. been really cool to... Well, you didn't really talk. We were obedient over here. No, what I'm saying is like, I was saying that as like, well, shoot, I should have been more courteous. It's more on you. No, No, seriously. (laughs) So good. But what you guys are doing matters deeply. So thank you for asking us to be a part of it and taking time to do this. Thanks for coming. We love you guys. We love you. Love you. So much. So sweet. Well, thanks for maybe making it through this episode. Mom and Dad. <laughs> send us an Have email if you made it all the way to the end. We'll send you a gift. Oh, hey now. 10% off from uh, MailChimp. <laughs> me undies. Me undies. Oh, <laughs> the, the gift that keeps on giving. Point, yeah. right? Don't forget to use the code. Spiritual side note is simply safe home securities. <laughs> simply safe with two eyes. Okay. Everybody We're leaving. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Or you'll hear from us next time. <laughs> We do that every time. See you later. Just kidding.